Investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 68 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So today will be our final episode for the podcast for 2023, although we will be releasing a summer series. So please subscribe through your favorite um, podcast platforms, whatever they may be, so that you don't miss out on our upcoming um, releases. But Christmas is obviously very much fast approaching, which means that we have entered the summer property market. So I thought it would be a good time to look back on the busy spring market, um, what we've learned and how the market's performed. Obviously, spring is certainly when the Melbourne property market is at its busiest. So it's good to get a, a bit of a feel for how things have gone. So first off, I thought the first thing to look at would be um, some of the headlines that have grabbed media attention throughout that period. Some years you'll find that there'll be some really strong um, topics that'll drive consumption and drive a lot of discussion around the property market throughout the spring. There probably hasn't been that this year, although there has been a couple of things that have um, have certainly been spoken about on a, a semi-regular basis. The first one is um, is underquoting. And now, the thing with underquoting is that usually it's um, it's quite topical when the property market is really hot. Um, Buyers can get frustrated if they are consistently missing out on properties. Perhaps their expectations of where they might be able to purchase a property are not in line and and where the property ends up selling is not in line with where the property has originally been quoted to the marketplace. So it was interesting to see that um, come sort of late August, early September, that Domain and the Age had a series of articles speaking to different industry professionals um, about underquoting and that they felt that it was still a bit of an issue. Um, particularly, the interesting fact is that it, it really hasn't been as part of a strong market. So normally, as I said, it would be because the market's been flying, whereas we haven't seen that. It's been good. It's been competitive in certain sectors, but it hasn't been over the top in terms of its strength. So it was just an interesting time to see that underquoting came to the fore. Um, it was even There was even a point where there was a, um, a seminar held, hosted by John Fain, it was only a few weeks ago in sort of mid to late November, um, discussing the merits of having disclosed reserves. Now, that was um, one of the, the key um, parties involved with that was John Keating from Keating Real Estate out in Woodend. John's been a long proponent um, and driver for disclosed reserves. He does that with his own campaigns out around Woodend. Um, and so there was a, um, a seminar talking about the positives and the negatives from that side of things. So the fact that it's gotten to that point, this was advertised through the age, um, means that there is certainly a lot of top, lot of discussion around that at the moment. The second one that's probably been fairly prominent, and it's not just through the spring, it's been earlier this year as well, and even back into 2022, has been the, the level that vacancy rates in the rental sector are currently sitting at. Um, they've continued to just get sharper and sharper as, as time's progressed. And the median rents for houses and units have certainly continued to trend upwards as well, although not probably quite as sharply in the last six months as what they had been in the past. Um, but again, that, that may very well change when we get into the early part of 2024. We typically find that the first quarter of any calendar year um, is usually when the rental market is at its um, most competitive and therefore most difficult from a, a tenant's perspective. So um, 
it will be interesting to see how the market continues to, to move in that rental sector in, in the early, early part of 2024. Currently, the vacancy rates are sitting at around 0.8% um, for houses and about 0.9% for units, which is very, very sharp. Um, normally, we would expect to see a, a fairly balanced but still good rental um, return market or vacancy rate at anywhere between 2 and 3%. So to see it at below 1% is really, really sharp. So what's driving this? Um, well, there's a number of factors, one of them being that um, the immigration levels have really started to ramp up again in Australia. Obviously, we've got a fantastic country and a great lifestyle that, that we all get to enjoy, but a lot of other parts of the world would like to do that as well. So the immigration numbers, particularly off the back of COVID, have continued to increase. And a lot of those, particularly around university students and things, are, are looking for rental accommodation. But another big part of it is the, the lack of supply. Um, there's been a, a bit of a backlog in, in the construction cent sector over the past um, few years, again, off the back of COVID. Um, the expense that, um, that comes with constructing property these days, um, not just from a, a renovation or extension perspective, but also to start from scratch, makes it difficult from a developer's perspective um, to make the numbers stack up. And we've obviously seen that with a number of building companies going under, unfortunately, as well. So that that extra cost means that it's harder to justify for, for people to stick their neck out and go go forward with future developments. Um, but the other thing around the supply side of things is um, that there are many investors that are actually starting to sell properties. And that's coming about due to the fact that they don't feel as though the, the incentives or the want for investor properties is really there. Um, we have obviously a lot of discussions with investor clients and, and the merits of continuing to hold properties. And there's, there's a sentiment around the, the increasing in taxes, around land tax, but also other changes, but also the increased expectations around the Residential Tenancies Act. Now, that on its own is, is not a bad thing. I think uh, making sure that properties are in a good standard and um, maintained well means that you're looking after your property, but you're also looking after the quality of tenant that you'll get too. But it feels like death by a thousand cuts from an investor's perspective, and that's why a number of them are considering selling. Um, so... If you look at it from that perspective, it's it's further reducing the supply levels, um, which obviously makes it harder from a tenancy perspective too. Okay, so let's have a look now at how the market itself has gone throughout the spring. Um, and from my perspective, I think it's been a pretty standard sort of a market uh, in terms of transaction numbers, prices, those sorts of things, which has really been quite nice to see. There's an element of normality to it in that we can predict and, and know what's going to happen and therefore advise people accordingly. Whereas we haven't been able to say that say that during the, uh, the COVID period where there was a, a hell of a lot of uncertainty going around. So if we look at first up at the, um, at the auction numbers, um, and as expected, as we normally see during a spring market, they increased throughout, um, throughout the season. There are obviously the few ups and downs that we get with school holidays and also um, a couple of public holidays around the AFL Grand Final uh, and also the Melbourne Cup, which create long weekends and people go away. So there's usually a reluctance to, to sell on those weekends. Um, but generally, it was, it was the usual sort of cycle that we would expect to see. Um, the peak was at the end of October, the weekend, I think it was the 28th and 29th, where we saw just over 1,700 auctions, which again, that is usually the um, the strongest supplied weekend of the year because it, it enables a clear run during the, the peak spring season um, after the AFL grand final without any other school holiday or public holiday interruptions to a campaign. So we saw nine weekends throughout the spring where there was in excess of 1,000 auctions and there were another two or three where it was very close 
and we saw around um, a tick over 900 on, on two other weekends as well. So the supply was definitely there. Um, and interestingly enough, this year, the quality wasn't too bad either. Sometimes when we can get a, a reasonably well-supplied spring market, um, the, the quality may not be there. It may be a little bit secondary, but it wasn't too bad this year, which was good to see. Um, the next one or next statistic that's good to read in conjunction with auction numbers is the uh, is the clearance rate. You'll have heard me speak about the clearance rate quite regularly in terms of looking at things. But what we saw was that it started reasonably well. And again, that's quite common when you're coming out of a winter, a winter time frame where there's not a huge amount of a supply. And if the competition or the demand levels are reasonably good, it means that the, um, the clearance rate starts on a, on a pretty positive note. Um, but it did hold up reasonably well through most of September and into the start of October and continued to, to be around that 70% mark. But then as um, the supply levels really kicked in in, the, in um, the middle of to late October, which is really the heart of the spring market, we started to see the clearance rate start to slide. Um, but again, that's and it, and it dropped down to towards the end of spring um, around the, the low 60s. Um, and according to some other metrics, depending upon um, which entity you're looking at, um, today's statistics I've focused predominantly on CoreLogic and the REIV, but I know through Domain and a couple of their um, statistical analysis, they were dropping down below the 60% mark. So it, it certainly it did come off during that, um, that second half of November. Uh, and that's partly to do with the increase in supply, but it's also that the demand tends to drop off the further we get in. A lot of people have purchased um, through September and October, um, but also a number of others who perhaps have become a little frustrated that they haven't been able to buy. Um, they'll change their focus, Christmas, holidays, those sorts of things are approaching and the focus changes to, well, let's just get um, this holiday season out of the way and then we'll focus on um, trying to get something in the, in the new year. But then in terms of the actual performance, in terms of um, property values, that side of things, the median house price... Um, over the balance of 2023 has risen by um, a bit over 5% and the unit prices have risen by as much as 4% um, in that market. So given that we've seen, um, a, I think it's five interest rate rises throughout 2023, that's a reasonably strong result um, to be able to see the interest rates are going up, the market's still moving fairly well. Um, but it's, it, it's meant that there's been a, a fairly consistent level that we've seen through the spring. Um, from a, a value perspective, but also from a numbers perspective as well. And that that tends to go in line with our observations of what we as a team have seen throughout the, um, the spring market, um, particularly early days throughout September with a number of the vendor advisory campaigns that we were running, but also some of the buying briefs that we were conducting. The competition was really good. Um, and there were a number of properties that we missed out on because there, the competition was so strong and, and people were paid, prepared to pay premiums that where we didn't see value. Um, but then as, as the market started to move, um, things started to balance out a little bit. We got a really good feel for market sentiment and where things were sitting. Um, we started to obviously get some good results from a, a buying perspective, but also still continuing to maintain that on a vendor advisory side of things. Um, and as, but then as we got into back end of October and into November, the competition started to drop off um, and we started to have some really good success. Um, and then we also started to note more passings um, so we can take advantage of those situations and use our negotiation skills to, to secure some really good results for our clients. And I had one of note that was um, 
in a, one of the inner southeastern suburbs where there was a property next door to the one that I was looking at that sold uh, back in July, August this year. Um, and it was very, very similar to our property. In fact, our house was probably slightly better than the house next door, but the bulk of both properties value was in the land. They had exactly the same land size, obviously being side by side, they had the same orientation, north facing rear. So in hindsight, we were expecting to probably have to pay more for our property going to the auction, but um, we were fortunate, passed into us um, uh, under um, with no, no competition. I was the only bidder. Um, and then with the um, negotiation, it took us a little bit over a week, but um, in order to get the, the deal done, but we were able to put together a deal that was um, considerably lower than what the next door neighbour had, had paid for their property. So obviously our client was extremely happy, and as were we, to be able to secure property in that um, in that circumstance. And we did start to see that, um, and we do quite often see that as the uh, the year progresses. And we would love to say that that's the best thing for all of our clients to be able to do. However, we never know whether the right property is going to present itself the back half of the year either. So um, otherwise, that's that's what we've noticed and that's how we've seen the spring market. So it's been quite nice to see a fairly consistent spring season. But at that point, that's probably the end for, um, for today's podcast, episode 68 um, for this year. Um, now, as always, we'd like you to share the podcast far and wide. If you've got any friends, family, colleagues who are considering getting into the property market or just would like to increase their property knowledge in 2024, please um, notify them and share the podcast with them so they can get involved. Um, otherwise, if you would like further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, please visit our website, wakeland.com.au. Keep your um, eye and ear out for um, our summer series, which we'll be releasing over the coming weeks. Um, but otherwise, we wish you all the best with your property decisions and look forward to seeing you again in 2024. Thanks very much.